conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast that starts off with Anna doing her best main accent. Anna, what's your best main accent? Right, smart farm. <laughs> That's a quote from our town. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me straight from Bangor, Maine, it's Anna Otto. How are you? Dan, remember the time that I had a, a, a <laughs> mental breakdown and almost moved to you Bangor, You were so Maine? dead set on going to I Maine. Was, and that's on the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I made it to the final round of an interview. I was looking at houses. Mm-hmm. It almost happened for me. I could be living in Maine with snow up to my nose right now. Not in, happening, In the though. fall. No. No, now you're stuck in Milwaukee with snow up to your nose still. Like, it's not that different. I know. Weather-wise. Well, the food, there's more seafood in Maine. That's true. I will say... I'm pissed. At, I'm still pissed at Gage and my parents because after everything fell through and we ended up staying in Milwaukee, everyone went, oh, I'm really glad you're not moving to Maine. And I said, why didn't you say anything? <laughs> and they were like, well, because I didn't want to squash your dreams. I'm like, thank you for supporting me. However, I need the truth. I mean, I was full on board. You do whatever you yes. want to do. Dan, thank I you. I moved across the country. You, you can too. I was about to do it, but in the opposite direction. Right? We we need to get as diametrically opposed as possible. I'm in the bottom left, Amen. you're in the top right. It's perfect. Amen. You'd be closer to Africa than you would to me. That's true. Um, You'd be closer to also eating lobster, but from a different ocean, right? <laughs> That's true. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know where lobster comes. I know... I'm gonna rephrase. I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase that. I know where lobster comes from. The ocean. Oh, <laughs> I don't know specifically where lobster comes from. The cockroaches of the sea. Mm, when you anyway, put it like you? that, I'm good. <laughs> um, I I was gonna. I I told you that I had a question that I wanted to ask you before. I, um, mm-hmm. in an attempt to eat less sugar, I have switched my like can because I'm a, a candy fiend and a sweet yes. fiend. Um, mm-hmm. I bought a box of 100 lollipops because those take longer to eat than M&Ms or something. So my thought wow. process, it, and it was like $12. I'm just shocked because I don't think I've even eaten 100 lollipops in my 27 years. Mm. But I'm out. also not a sugar fiend like yeah. you are. Uh, so it, in having these lollipops, mm-hmm. um, they're the Tootsie Pops, you know, the the ideal lollipop. Amen. They're the it, top of the pyramid. It goes Tootsie Pop, Dum Dum, Blow mm-hmm. Pop, everything else. Thank you. I'm glad you put Dum Dums where they belong. Yes. Um, but of the flavors that are in there, you have the red one. I don't know what the actual flavors are. I just know the colors. You have red, um, blue, orange, that like dark red Mm-hmm. raspberry i guess yeah um, and brown and going into this mm-hmm. i thought oh blue is the worst color but my view has changed what do you think is the worst color you forgot orange oh and orange orange is included too sorry i was just thinking about that because you know sometimes I, I i don't like blue okay i think that would be my least favorite flavor followed closely by ma- that mauvey color Okay, fair, fair. Um, I'm going but brown. I knew your ass was going to say brown because this is a brown Tootsie Pop household, whether Ooh, Gage likes it or not. Wrong. I have loved, I have loved brown Tootsie Pops since I was little. For some reason, I thought they were root beer flavored. They're not. No, they're chocolate. Yeah, I would choose a brown Tootsie Pop every single time. Wow. What's your number one then? Red. Red, Basic. then mauve. 
basic. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. cherry is is pretty pretty good though. Yes. That's probably second. Okay. Dan, mm. I have some suckers for you to try. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you ever go to Whole Foods? Nope. Okay. You might have to poke your little toe in there because there's these vegan lollipops. I can't... Fuck, what are they called? All I know is that we used to have them when I worked at the doggy daycare. Were they, and they dog have food? Little, no. I, don't get me started. My dog's got some treats that I'm kind of tempted to try sometimes because they're okay, like shaggy. only... Okay, it's only oat flour, peanut butter, apples, and honey are the only ingredients. So I'm like... Actually, that, that sounds pretty good. See? I'm like, maybe a little nibble wouldn't hurt. Anyway, these lollipops, I'll send you a picture of them. They've got, like, dancing fruit people on them. Okay. And they are so good, I used to eat them until the roof of my mouth was tore up. That's not a good sign for your <laughs> safety. I had a great time. Well, I'm They were just a little sour. Um... Speaking of torn up, good transition. The movie that we're talking about today is Pet Cemetery. I I want to know. I'm diving right in. What did you think, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> Released in 1989, directed <gasps> by Mary Lambert. I'll tell you after the info. I'm so um, pissed. Okay. Oh, whoa. Okay, what? Something I just learned from Mary Lambert's Wikipedia page. Her younger sister is former U.S. Senator Blanche Lincoln of Arkansas, who was the last Democratic senator to represent Arkansas. That's crazy. I really thought you were going to say she was related to country singer Miranda Lambert. No. Not That's crazy, though. That's crazy, though. Uh, Mary Lambert also directed Face of Evil and Pet Cemetery 2, but also probably more known for music videos um, like Madonna's Borderline, Like a Virgin, Material Girl, La Isla Bonita, and Like a Prayer. Damn. Pop Good off, queen. Uh, written by Stephen King, who King. wrote the book. Mm-hmm. Produced by Richard P. Rubenstein, who produced Dawn of the Dead and a lot of other Stephen King novels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Starring Dale Midkiff, which is a fake name if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Fred Gwynn, Denise <laughs> Crosby. Fred Gwynn is incredible in this. Yeah, I knew you would be happy to he's, see him. He's so good. I love him. I know, I knew. Dan, I sensed it in my heart. In, in I wanted to watch... All sorry, three things that I've ever seen him in, I've loved him in all of them. And they are The Munsters, This, and My Cousin Vinny. I knew you were going to see The Munsters because I said to Gage that I wanted to watch The Munsters so bad after this. And he had the audacity to say, mm, I wasn't really a Munsters kid. And I said, what? <laughs> he said, your parents are old, remember? Sorry, Mom. And I said, that doesn't mean anything. So... Also starring Brad Greenquist, Michael Lombard, Miko Hughes, and Blaze Birdall. Side note, did you recognize Miko Hughes as anyone from um, anything? Only when I looked it up, Anna recognized him because she went, has he been in anything else? Yeah, he was on Full he's House. he's in Full House. Yep. Yeah. He was Aaron. And he's in Kindergarten Cop. Correct. And Apollo mm -hmm. 13 as mm -hmm. The Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Music by Elliot Goldenthal, released on April 21st, 1989, with a Good budget year. of $11.5 million. It made $89.5 million at the box office. God damn. And on Rotten Tomatoes, 53% approval rating. Pet That's Cemetery higher than I thought. Is a bruising horror flick that wears its quirks on its sleeves to the detriment of its scare factor. Because <laughs> it's kind of camp. <laughs> it is kind of camp. Yeah. Um, and I will say that mm -hmm. I thought it was all right. <gasps> thought it was all right. I'm literally going to cry. <laughs> I, no, I'm happy. I literally was so ready for you to be like, that movie sucked ass. It was campy. It was booty. 
Zelda no. was too scary. Zelda is scary. Zelda is scary. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't think it is a very good horror movie. No, I, think I mean there is. I think there is a. The one thing that it does extremely well is there is an ever-present sense of uncomfortability in every single second of the movie. Would you like to know a fun fact? Sure. So Stephen King wrote this manuscript and didn't produce it for a really long time because he thought it was too dark? Yes, I knew that. Yes. So I think for me personally... Um, and this is something, so as we all know, I'm a Stephen King fan. There, mm-hmm. I put it out there. Everybody can call me basic. That's fine. It comes with the territory of being a horror fan. Um, so you I've read. You need to hit the second syllable of that word. Habra. Horror. Not a horror fan. I am a fan of whores, actually. <laughs> Love their work. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, oh my god. You just had me, me, you sent me out of memory, but I can't talk about that right now. Uh, okay. Because I don't want to get off track. Um, Stephen King, yes, he's the king of horror. Horror. Thank you. Horror. But all his books have some sort of lesson. Or yes. some sort of deeper meaning to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think, for me... Personally, this book deals with the idea of grief and guilt. And it's just so interesting to me because I don't know about you, but the scariest part of this story for me is not zombies. No. No, I think it, the the movie, what it tries to do, the, the, the third act mm-hmm. when Gage comes back from the dead and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, when it tries mm-hmm. to be scary, I think that is it, it kind of falls off the rails and gets too silly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like when I was reading the book, it was fucking terrifying. Oh, I'm sure. But when you see it on a screen, yeah, it can be like there's some parts where I'm like, what is going on here? Why is the little boy in the top hat? Why Thank is he you. dressed like a song and dance man? <laughs> The top hat slays me every time. I'm like, who? What? And when he turns into Zelda, forget about it. I can't. For those of you who aren't watching, which is all of you, because this is a podcast, Anna just held up two Funko Pops. One of Winston Churchill the cat. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was too focused on the cat to not really notice the other one, but I assume it's Gage. Shut the fuck up. You didn't look? Is that supposed to be it's Gage? Gage. Or is that yeah. Victor? Okay, I don't know. It's G- Victor Garber. It's Gage. <laughs> I, I would prefer it's Victor Garber, actually. I love them. Happy for they, you. Yeah, I love them so much. I wish Gage wasn't allergic to cats, because then we would have a cat named Winston Churchill. But unfortunately, he is allergic. So at multiple at multiple points since you have been with Gage, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I you have said that a plus is that he has the same name as the kid from this movie and from yeah. this book. Having now watched the movie, you want him to be like the murderous undead child? No, it's just like, you know... It's my favorite Stephen King book, and it was before I met him, so it was just kind of fun. What if your favorite movie was Child's Play, and you met a Chucky? I would never in my life ever be attracted to a man named Chucky, <laughs> and you can fucking put money on that. Okay. But Gage, but it's Gage is fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. I actually saw a picture of a dog that had the name Gage today, and I sent it to Gage. Did you say it you? No, I said handsome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I think going back to the actual movie itself. Yes, um, it's going to get a little confusing today when I have side comments to make. So Gage. I apologize in advance. Every time the, so we always have our um, captions on the screen, right? 
because yeah. I chew too loud. And I was like, every time it said Gage giggling, I would go, Gage, and he'd go, <laughs> Okay, anyway. Um, I think something that I found really interesting is in read. I haven't read the book, but in reading the, I guess, differences between the adaptation and the original book, mm-hmm. um, is the larger role that Victor has in the movie, as in yeah. he has a role after he dies, and he plays a, a weird, like, sitcom character guiding the wife yeah. back to Maine? He does not guide her to Maine in the book. He guides um, Lewis to the the burial ground the first time, and then after that, that's it. Okay. Victor Pascal. Well, sort of. I mean, if I remember correctly, because it's been a few years since I read the book, um, Ellie does have, like, visions of him. Yeah. But Victor does not lead Rachel back to Maine. Visions of Victor Plums dance in her head. Yeah. It's it's better that Fred Gwynn leads him to the burial ground in the movie. Uh, I think that wor- that works no, no, no. better dramatically. He leads him to the burial ground in the book, too. Okay. But you know how there's that part in the movie where Victor's talking to him and he's, like, leading him places and he has no shoes on. When he gets back in bed, he has, like, the muddy feet. Yeah. That happens in the book, too. Everything that happened happened in the book. Mm. They just brought Victor back after that, whereas in the book he wasn't back. Okay. Good good job to the whoever adapted the screenplay of adjusting the book. Oh, wait. It's the same dude. It's still just Stephen King. <laughs> What's up, Stephen? Um, I'm really happy that they kept in, to me, the most devastating part. And I told Gage I couldn't remember if they had kept it in or not because, once again, it was such a long time. And we'd seen the new Pet Cemetery since then, so I was just kind of like things were blurring together. Mm-hmm. Because Gage hates this movie. He hates this movie. Hates it. Okay. He has the collector's extended edition, director's cut, whatever the frick DVD, but he refuses to watch it. He's like, I don't care that I'm named after it. I think it's boring. And I'm like, is he actually named after the movie? Correct. What the hell is wrong with his parents? They like spooky things. So. That seems like tempting fate. I don't know. Let's I mean, name our child after the kid that gets run over by a truck. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what I were their hopes? Cute. What did they want? They're like, we don't really like this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I liked that they kept in the whole scene at the funeral where that you can like see Gage's arm in the casket. That's yeah. devastating to me. They did cut out, there's a lot more focus on the truck driver in yeah. the book. Um, I could talk about this forever. I can tell. <sighs> Gage did not like watching The Shining with me, I'll put it that way. That makes sense. One last thing before we get into the the run-through of the movie. The, the okay. Sex Pistols song. Um, the what? Not the Sex Pistols song, it's... Um, the Ramones. The Ramones, sorry. Okay. Do you understand why I get them mixed up? Yeah, I do. I don't even. They're the pref- same band. I like the version sung by Starcrawler better from the new movie. That's the only okay. good thing about the new movie. Just saying. Well, the the Ramon song is really good. It's very fun. It but hits. More importantly, for me specifically, I have been trying to find a song that I heard a thirty second snippet of on the radio like two years ago, and. In hearing the song Pet Cemetery, I was like, huh, this sounds a lot like it. It wasn't the song, but because I could, I, I, I thought it was the Sex Pistols. I thought mm-hmm. it was um, a bunch of other like 80s, 70s punk bands. Yeah. Um, it wasn't any of them. I didn't think of the Ramones at all. But then I heard this and I was like, oh, that sounds really similar. So then I went onto Spotify and went to the This is the Ramones playlist mm-hmm. and the song I was looking for that thanks to Pet Cemetery I have now found again mm-hmm. is Bonzo Goes to Bitburg. I'm not 
really into the Ramones, so I well, have to say that means nothing to me, but it sounds wild. It's, it was written in response to a Ronald Reagan state visit to Germany. So okay. it's very fitting that that's what I was trying to find. Yeah, it's all uh, it's all coming together now. It's a good song. Dan, Dan, I recommend Dan. it. Were you reading that Ronald Reagan book while listening to the song? I wasn't. It was sitting next to me, though, and I was just petting it. Mm. Speaking of petting... Petting Pet Cemetery. Go listen to the Starcrawler version of the song. Okay, let's get started. We're in Maine. It's 1989. Good year. The Creed family has moved from Chicago. To Bufu. Because Lewis, the dad, got a job at the University of Maine. He's a doctor. Uh, I'm going to say it. The dad? Dilf. Hot man. Yeah, okay. Although he's he he's a hot man in the same vein that there are 800 other men in 1989 that look exactly like him. It was a good look. Uh, Everybody's he, butt was popping in the 80s. Absolutely. That is that is what I aspire to. A popping butt. I'm flat back there. Uh, Dan, I had to get a butt cushion because my tailbone was hurting from my work chair, okay? <laughs> I see people uh, riding bikes and I'm like... Oh, you look so much more comfortable than I do. <laughs> just I bone bought... on bone. Oh, my tailbone. <laughs> oh. Uh, when they move in, um, for some reason, their ha- their house, which has been empty for a long time, but is super nice. Mm-hmm. It's really cute. I assume it's a flip. Um, oh, I love that. Across the street from them lives Judd Crandall. Oh, exactly what you'd expect a guy who lives in the middle of nowhere in Maine to be like. Am I yes. wrong? Not at all. Herman oh. Munster, Judd Crandall, I assume if Wilson from Home Improvement was in Maine and <gasps> didn't have a fence. I'm sobbing. Why'd you have to bring that into this? <laughs> because you know it's true. Oh, I love the, the, the outdoorsy neighbor trope. I yes. love it. Uh, also, Judd Crandall, outfit goals, he's wearing overalls in every single scene, even when he's Hell going to yes. bed. Let it be known that the overalls do make it to the next movie, if I remember correctly. Mm. And that is um, John Lithgow, so the the oh, overalls okay. are still coming through. Yeah. Hot take. I think John Lithgow is too accomplished of a dramatic performer. For for for, uh, for this role, I think you know, part of the reason that Herman Munster works so well is because you kind of associate him with comedy. But then again, you associate John Lithgow with comedy too. With I was gonna round. say, I was like, "What are you saying?" I've only ever seen Footloose. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, Judd takes the family, which include. Lewis, the dad. Um, Rachel. Rachel, the mom. I don't remember her name. Ellie. Rachel, Ellie, and Gage. Thank you. I was. I. I got you. I'll hold your hand. Thank you. You should really be leading this. Um, Say less. Not kidding. I no. don't even have the information in front of me. I'd probably start talking about the book. Fun fact: <laughs> in the book, Judd has a wife. Wow. I'm happy she died. Um, <gasps> How'd you know she died? I, don't, I didn't. I just assumed oh. she had died in, in the movie before. Oh, she dies in the book. Okay. Spoilers. Spoilies. Uh, so, Judd takes them to a pet cemetery, spelled wrong because kids can't spell, behind Amen. the Creed's home where a bunch of pets have been buried. And Rachel's, like, weirdly spooked about she it. She is, like, offended that they were taken back there. And I'm like... This is kind of a good thing to be showing your kids. I know. And also, like, to me, I mean, I did tell my mom the other day that I wanted to fix up the house on the property of a cemetery near here. Uh-huh. Because I find cemeteries to be, like, a like a good place. Okay. I know they're, like, ghosts, but if you really think about it, it's mostly just people's grandparents. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm not that. What's What's the worst that's going to happen? 
somebody's gonna haunt me and I'm gonna hear, oh, turn off the light in here. You're not in the room. Ooh, like, I'm not. You're getting so skinny. You need to eat more. Literally. <laughs> like, I'm not pressed. I don't know. That's just <laughs> where my brain is at today. Uh, so, Rachel is immediately thrown off by this. Um, but, you know, that's just what life is like. Mm-hmm. Rachel's uh, also, kind of a little bitch. Because the row that they're on is a major trucking route, um, their pets die a lot on the road. If they get out, they get run over by trucks. Um, it's what happens. And yep. church isn't fixed yet, so they are going to get church fixed so that he won't have as much urge to go run around and hunt for babes. That... My legs just... Like, I hated that. (laughs) Um, That's why Jester's been locked on the premises. I know. Because she's got her surgery coming up. She wants to present herself. I cannot have these boy dogs thinking anything silly, okay? I'm too young to be a grandma. You already got a girl dog thinking silly. I'm too young to be a grandma, Dan. (laughs) Uh, One day at work, Lewis sees Victor Pascal, uh, who is a jogger, who got hit by a truck while jogging. And he was just wasted by he that was truck. obliterated. Like, I don't even know why they went through the motions of trying to call an ambulance. Well, they... He said it. it Lewis said it because one of the nurses yeah. was like, there's no way he's surviving this. And he was like, I know, but we still got to try everything we can. Yeah, I know. Okay, when I say I don't know why, I guess that's hyperbole because I do know why because he does say it. But I still am just like, this was stupid. You're literally, it's going to, okay, I'm going to be cheap for a second. Ambulances mm-hmm. are expensive. Correct. And you're wasting the gas. This man's already dead. Like, I'm sorry. I sound like such a curmudgeon. <laughs> if it's because he's not a real person, it's fine. Um. So, as he's dying, Victor suddenly shoots up and calls Lewis by name and tells him to not use the pet cemetery. What does he say, Dan? What does he say specifically? Don't you? I don't remember. (laughs) The soil of a man's heart is stonier. Feels like there should be a third part of that sentence. No, that's it. That's the whole. Be- it's because. It's because there's bad dirt. <sighs> no, it's because later on Judd says the same phrase, and that's kind of how you know that like. Victor's, Victor's been talking. Pre- predicting the future. Future. <laughs> it's one of the two more famous lines. Do you know the other famous line? That I've thought about getting tattooed on my body and my mother would murder me? Um, let me think. Um, is it just a scene description of Lewis kissing the undead Rachel with fluid dripping out of her eye? That's gag factor. No. Uh, it'll work this time. No, sometimes dead is better. Is like okay, I, yeah, that's I, the phrase. I knew that. I was so pissed, Dan. I went to Barnes and Noble and they had their Halloween display, and it said sometimes dead is better. Not a single copy. Not a single Upsetting. copy of Pet Upsetting. Cemetery. Shouldn't be allowed. Anyway, I was pissed. Anyway. Um. Yeah, that's literally the slogan for the movie. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, that night, while he's sleeping. Victor appears to Lewis as a ghost. Classic. As one does. Uh, And he leads him around and Lewis follows. Uh, He takes him to the cemetery and tells him not to cross the barrier, which is just a big thicket, because the ground beyond is sour. Yeah, they don't really... Okay, I need to hold myself back. I'm I'm being annoying already. I'm sorry. Functionally, I just want to say functionally, because I haven't read the book, it doesn't exist. To me. I don't care what the book says. No, no, like, what? The, the, I don't, what? compared to the movie, I don't care. I only care I about the. I don't give a fuck what you care about. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> 
Well, da- actually, Dan. Actually. <laughs> literally, Gage was like, your neck beard's coming in. Like <laughs> The pet cemetery wasn't a circle in a book. It was an octagon. Actually, the pet cemetery is supposed to be like the 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 idea of like the threshold or whatever it's supposed to be like really treacherous and there's the the wendigo uh-huh like is coming after you if you go over that the wendigo is going to come after you and you like gotta escape and you it's a whole treacherous thing to, getting to the pet cemetery is a fucking bitch well it's still a bitch in the movie just worse yeah um Lewis wakes up, assumes it was a dream, but his feet are covered in dirt. It My wasn't nightmare. a dream. Your, your, your nightmare is waking up with dirty feet? Yeah, dirty feet. Yes. Wouldn't uh, you be a little upset if you pulled back the covers and you were caked in mud and leaves? I found a leaf in my bed this morning because of my dog. I was uh-huh. up in arms. I was up in legs. <laughs> she wants to be up legs. Stop talking about my dog like that. She's she's <laughs> fine. Uh, so it's Thanksgiving time, and the whole family is gone except for Lewis. Everybody else is back in Chicago at Rachel's parents' weird manor that they live in that she Rachel's, grew up in. Rachel's dad is a bitch. Yeah. Um, also, none of this movie was filmed in Chicago. None no. of those Chicago sets are Chicago. It's all Maine. Amen. That's probably because Stephen King owns pretty much all of Maine. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so Church gets run down on the highway. His frozen body is on Judd's lawn. Um, and Judd realizes that Ellie will be devastated because Church, which is short for Winston Churchill, their cat, mm-hmm. um, is her favorite thing in the whole wide world. And of course she'd be devastated. I would be devastated too if my cat died. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I mean, wouldn't anybody be devastated if their pet got run over by a fucking semi-truck? You'd hope. Yeah. Uh, But Judd takes Lewis beyond the pet cemetery, deep into the woods, up a quarry, where they reach an ancient burial ground. Micmac. Micmac burial ground. I can't remember if that's the actual name of the natives in the book or not. Probably uh, it's, is. It's the name of the First Nations people who were in the area. Oh, then that's probably why. It is. Makes the, sense. The subtitles spelled it M-I-C-K-M-A-C-K. Yeah. That's not correct. It's M-I apostrophe K-M-A-Q. Why... Subtitles got me messed up. Today we were watching a show <laughs> and the person said, I wouldn't do that. And the subtitle said, I'm not doing that. And I said, that, that is not correct. I watch, when I'm watching Adam 12. Mm-hmm. Like an they, elderly. Yes, there are, I have subtitles on, like an elderly. Mm-hmm. And they're so wrong. They're all like summations of what people will say. But somebody will give like a 30 word answer to something and the subtitles be like never met him i don't get it i really truly do not understand why things are the way they are on subtitles i don't either but in pet cemetery um judd tells lewis to bury the cat because he's gonna have a smoke king shit and (laughs) he tells him not to tell anyone what they've done because sometimes dead is better Uh, side note, I'd also like to say one other thing. Smoking is cool. Yes. No. In the book, (laughs) he and, um, Lewis are like BF fucking Fs. Like, they drink together all the time. Mm -hmm. So, that's just... A real country, a real country friendship. Amen. Um, do they go mudding together? Uh, They get stuck. Ooh. Oops. Uh, so the next day, Church appears outside the house, but he now stinks, moves sluggishly, and is vicious towards Lewis. I mean, cats can kind of be like that. Poppy was like that for like a week with me for no reason, and now she's fine. <laughs> I love Poppy so much. She's so 
move. It, so I we were fostering a cat briefly until it got sick. He's better now. Yeah. In case you're preface with that. Um, and he was just such the diametric opposite of Poppy, where Poppy is very like wary of everybody and everything. Um, he would be yelling if because we kept him in our bedroom because the cats aren't supposed to meet for a while mm-hmm. um he would be yelling basically the entire time if he wasn't asleep if he was alone in the room and then Mood. when we would get back into the room he would just be like rubbing up on our legs the entire time or like if we were lying down just walking over us the whole time so happy that we were there like happy to see anyone he wasn't afraid of anybody i feel like boy cats are nicer than girl cats can anyone speak to this uh, I think you could take cats out of that sentence. No, I absolutely cannot. Boys are better than girls. Boys suck booty. <laughs> girls are awesome. <laughs> the end. That's a horrible rhyme. There was no rhyme there. I was just telling the truth. Um, so, Judd tells Lewis that as a boy, he revived his dog. But it wasn't the same. Mm-mm. It was scary, bitch. But it'll save Ellie from the grief of losing church, so. Y'all couldn't just go to the shelter and get another gray cat. Call right? it a they, day. They're pretty everywhere. Yeah. Call like, it Temple. Boo. I hated that. Call it Mosque. You can't just call it another different religious building. <laughs> call it gathering space. Place you know? of worship. Place of worship. No. <laughs> this is my cat. Non-denominational. Yes. This is my cat. Chapel. This is my cat. He's the church. He's the steeple. But where are all the people? <sighs> Anyway, it's a picnic time. Yay, everybody's back in town, including Gage. But he's only going to be in town for a little bit because they're flying a kite. Everything's going swimmingly. The kite's flying in the air. And Gage is an idiot. Tell me how these full-grown-ass people could not catch a literal baby. You said Are it, they're ass fast? people. That's true. When a baby is chasing after the handle of a kite, oh, you know he's fast. That may be fast as fuck. Yeah, so he loses grip of the kite. He's chasing after it. They notice that he's running towards the street. Uh, Dude is listening to the funny sex pistols. No! Ramones! Lord. Listening to the Ramones. I just... They're different. I I know they're different. No, I'm just thinking now about how when I read the book, the thing that scared me the most... Guys, do you know that Anna read the book? I hate myself, okay? I don't need you to hate me, too. <laughs> I hated how how sad, like, the remorse and grief and depression that followed specifically the truck driver, because in the book he kills himself, and they talk yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. I wish, I mean, obviously we don't have time to introduce another character like that, but it just added another layer to me. Yes. Um, anyway. Yeah, so Gage gets run over by a truck. What else is new? Right. Happens every day. Sorry. I was about to make like six different terrible, inappropriate (laughs) jokes. Um, And everyone is, of course, sad. Devastated. Um, And Judd tells Lewis the story about Bill. Bill Baderman, who buried his son Timmy Uh after he was killed in World War II. Timmy didn't return as Timmy. He returned as the bug from Men in Black, based on how he walked. God. <laughs> I know, the way that man fucking, like... <laughs> I don't know, that was my description of him walking. In case I assume, was curious. as he was terrifying the townsfolks, he was walking into their house and just going, Sugar. Need sugar. Ew, God. I... <sighs> uh, yeah. Timmy's a zombie. The townsfolk are terrified. There's only one way that they can uh, stop him. And they light the house on fire. But Classic. Bill, he, 
he loves his son, so he's hugging him and he stays with him. He's not going to give up on his son. That's heartbreaking, and, to be honest. Yes, it is. Um, so they both die, and Judd tells him the story to tell him that the ground is bad, the ground is evil. Lewis must not rebury Gage there. And we know what he's going to do. We know Everybody it. fucking knows. Right? We skipped right over the part. Did we skip the funeral? No, the funeral is next. Oh, thank God. I got distracted. Or not distracted, confused. Yeah. So <laughs> now it's time for the funeral. And at the funeral, um, Rachel's dad, who's the a dick himself. Dick, I assume his name is Dick Goldman. He's Irwin. such a pee-pee-poo-poo head for real. Um, he basically starts shouting at Lewis that he killed his grandson. Um, everybody handles grief in different ways. I just can't. The man really thought this man wasn't mourning his own son. You know, it seemed like he was like afternooning. Maybe Ooh, evening. I hate you. Thank you. But you know what I mean? Like, this man really is going to sit here and be like, you don't even care. Your son is dead, you bitch. He's from Chicago. He doesn't have that accent. This man does. (laughs) You don't even care. Your son is dead. I live in Berwyn. I don't know where that is. The Chicago suburb. Precisely. You don't even care. Your son is dead. Yeah, hoser. That turned into oh. two Minnesota. I was say it's like... Um, but they, they get into a shouting match. They push each other. They knock the coffin onto the ground where Gage's little boy arm falls out. And we that see That shit is fucking moment. sad as hell. I thought it was kind of funny the way it flopped like a hot dog. Dan, it's devastating. That part always makes me sad. I think, it's a li- I think it's a little over the top. Oh, when I... Never mind. Tell me, is it more devastating in the book, Anna? Yeah. When I read it in the book, I had to put the book down for a little bit again. Sad. Um, after the funeral, Rachel and Ellie go back to Chicago, and Lewis stays home to take care of some loose ends. Honestly, I wouldn't want to stay at my in-law's house either if that's how the grandpa's going to act. He's a fucking bitch. Uh... And Lewis does what he has been warned not to do, not only by Judd, but also by the ghost of Victor. You know, protagonists are gonna protagonist. Right? Also, I I totally skipped over the stuff about Rachel's sister, Zelda. Oh, yeah, get Zelda in there. She's terrifying. Yeah, Zelda's got, like, some spinal disease where she's bedridden and needs to be fed and she's terrifying blah 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 she's also played by a man which kind of gives me like (laughs) yes because i'm an immature child i'm like a grown man can't play a young girl that's out unheard of to be honest i didn't really understand why zelda was in this was it just to have another scary Um, thing it's to talk about like so rachel does not deal well with death period Mm. at all ever and Oh, I don't shit, think you my need a traumatic. Calling me. Ooh, do you deal well with death? You should ask him. I, eh, I'll talk to him later. I told him I was gonna call him tomorrow. I just spoke to him yesterday, so I don't know why he's calling me. But anyway, I sensed um, that you were feeling ill. Literally, mentally. no. I called him yesterday, and I was like, "Yo, Bill, let's. I need therapy." <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he's probably calling me because I need to make an appointment with him. Anyway, mm. uh, so what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So Zelda's really in this movie because, or in the book because she's like Rachel's backstory. Why Rachel didn't like the pet cemetery at the beginning. Why Rachel doesn't handle death well. Why Rachel, like, she's kind of timid around her parents. She doesn't stand up to them. Mm-hmm. Because think, I mean, like, think about... What kind of parents makes their daughter, who's clearly, like, 10 years old, take care of their sick, dying older daughter? Good A parents. 10-year-old does not know, like... I mean, like, I'd obviously expect Teach my 10-year-old young. to maybe help out around the house, but not tend yeah. and clean her 
sister's wounds uh-huh. and well, stuff. Anyway, is her sister in the house? That does not what I mean, Dan. No, that's helping out. Uh. Uh, so Lewis unburies Gage's body, which I looked up is a crime, even it if it's your own son. Grave robbing is always a crime. Even if it's your own son. Yeah. So put him back. Um, and he buries him. <laughs> he, he buries him at the ritual site after carrying him a long way. Um, you think it smelled? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a dead body. He started to decompose. Um, so Victor appears to Ellie in a dream. Uh, and warns her that Lewis is going to do something terrible, and she tells her mom, and Rachel calls to check what's going on, but no one's at home, so she calls Judd, um, and Judd tells her Lewis isn't home. And then Classic. Rachel decides to return back to Maine. Uh-oh. Gasp. So, Victor assists her in a, it's incredibly funny. It is funny. I mean, like, when they're on the plane and stuff. Right. Like, stop the plane. I can't call the pilot. I guess I can call the pilot. My personal favorite is when she goes, there's no seats left. And he goes, what about that plane with the scratch? And she goes, there is a plane with the scratch. Oh, the car? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, please, <laughs> not this. Not, oh, I thought it was a plane. Anyway, well, shows what no, I No, it's her rental car that she crashes, and then she hitches a ride with a trucker who definitely thinks he's going to get something. Oh, and my then God. Victor keeps her safe. What? I know. I was thinking the same. Oh, and Victor holding the door open, too, before she gets on the plane. And the woman's mm-hmm. like, why is this stuck? Victor's just holding it. Like, that is straight up comedy. I mean, I get that he's supposed to be a guardian, guardian angel of sorts, but. Mm-hmm. It's just camp. It's camp. Um, so, Gage, he's reanimated. He's dead and loving it. He's Beetlejuicing around. <laughs> yeah. He, he crawled his way out. He said, I'm back, bitch. Mm-hmm. Because suddenly pops he can talk. He steals a scalpel from his dad. Mood. He in he, church, fist bump. He's, he's laughing. He's giggling in Judd's bedroom. Judd's like... I'm going to get you. But then he taunts him, cuts his Achilles tendon, and that bites his throat. That's camp. That is, when I say this movie's camp, that's specifically what I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, um, like, that's too, that's doing the most, okay? Guess who comes home? It's Rachel. Gasp. She hears the voice of her dead sister of Zelda. But it's actually just Gage. Gage and I are coming for you, Rachel. It's it's Gage in a top hat and tails. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I just pictured my Gage in a top hat and tails, and it made me chuckle. (laughs) He's he looked. It was giving penguin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this point is when penguin. uh, This point is when it gets super silly. Like, he looks like he's about to, hello, my baby, hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime gal. I was reading reviews where people were like, this kid does such a good job being terrifying. This kid isn't scary at all. No. And I mean, like, that was, you'll see in the new one, that's part of the issue. They changed the story because they said that a toddler can't be scary. Again, That's not true. Give a toddler a gun. Just a regular (laughs) toddler. You don't you don't know what they're gonna do. Again, it's terrifying. Say, the fact that Gage turns into a zombie is not the scariest part of this story. In this essay, no. I will. You're, you're correct. I think the scariest part is when he dies, and then when they actually get to the horror part, it's it doesn't work all that well. It might work better in print, but not on film. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Rachel sees her top-headed boy and goes to hug her son, and he kills her. Ba, 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 da. Wow. Two I down. mean, yeah. Ellie, thankfully, is with her grandparents the whole time, so she's fine. But she's going to come back to, like, a destroyed fucking home. Yeah, right? Um, so Lewis has been asleep during all of this. Mood. 
And he notices Gage's muddy footprints in the house, and then his scalpel's missing. I've noticed Gage's muddy footprints in my house many times. Haha. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had relatable. to. Relatable. Um, <laughs> I'm a relatable queen. What can I say? He gets a phone call from his toddler son. Mood. Who taught that boy how to use a phone? Zelda. And Gage says that he played with Judd and Mommy. Literally oh, foul. Foul. Uh, and upon hearing this, like any good dad would do, he fills three syringes with morphine. Oh, is it morphine? Yeah. I don't know what I thought it was, but I guess I thought it was a murder drug. I did too. I didn't know what it was either. Um, first he lures Gage with a pork chop and he kills him with an injection. I also lure Gage places with a pork chop. (laughs) That's funny. That's good. That's keep That's that one. Camp. Thank keep you. that in your set. I will. Um, Gage taunts Lewis further, and he sees Rachel's body hanging in the attic. Poor Rachel. She's just there. And then Gage attacks him, but it's a toddler, so Lewis is gonna win this. Yeah, tell me why this man could not fight this baby off. Why did he not just kick? One swift Thank kick, you. and that baby's flying through the window. Literally, same thought. Same thought. Um, and he injects him with the morphine. And as he's dying, Gage suppo- is supposed to look like a sad child. I mean, he he looks like a child. That's he for does. dang sure. Um, and then it, doing what he has to do, Lewis lights Judd's house on fire. Um, and he carries Rachel's body from the fire. Dumb bitch. Dumb like, bitch. This time it'll work. And Victor's no. like, you're going to make it worse. And he walks straight through him. That was unnecessary. It didn't look that good. No. When he walks through Lewis. It looked pretty bad. Um, and he thinks that he waited too long to bury Gage. But Rachel's fresh, so it'll work this time. Ew. So, he buries her. Mm-hmm. As one does. Lewis returns home. He's sitting on the ground in front of his fridge. Mm-hmm. Like you do. And wearing one shoe... All messed up. One eye. One eye open when I'm sleeping. Keeping an eye out for Selena, some might say. Rachel comes home. Sorry, do you hear her screaming? (laughs) I heard it a little bit. Sorry. She's looking for them boys. Don't even. (laughs) Okay, give us the dramatic conclusion, Gate. Oh! Oh! Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. The number of times I accidentally call you guys by the wrong name is innumerable. I, I'm happy that it's both ways. It is. Don't worry. It's, it's so easy for me because you're both Anna. Yeah. What the fuck? That's not fair. <laughs> um, so he sees Rachel and upon seeing her fucked up body, he's like, mm, I got to kiss this woman. Ugh, my oh, gag I'm, reflex. As liquid is dripping out of her eye hole. Um, but Rachel grabs a butcher's knife from the counter. We cut to black and Lewis screams. Um, in the book. (laughs) And then the Ramones song plays. I don't, I do have an actual story this time. Um, the other day, and by the other day, I mean like a couple months ago, Gage and I were driving to Illinois and we stopped a quick trip as we usually do to get soda Uh or like drinks or whatever. And I was wearing my Pet Cemetery shirt. And Dan, do you ever have it where you're wearing something and you just forget what you have on? Uh, yeah, sometimes. I was standing in line paying and the cashier goes, I don't want to be buried in a Pet Cemetery. And I <laughs> got out to the car and I said to Gage, what the fuck? Like, why, why did he say, say that? that to me? He goes, you have on your Pet Cemetery shirt. And I was like, oh, <gasps> like, it was so... It was so weird. And that's on <laughs> not commenting on strangers' clothing unless it's a, hey, I like your shirt. <laughs> I will, uh, sometimes I'll wear a Randy Savage shirt, uh, a Macho Man Randy Savage shirt. Ah, Bonesaw. I'll, I'll encounter other midlife crisis men also wearing a Macho Man Randy Savage shirt because oh it's always been 40 to 60 year old men who I've encountered doing this, but they will, I will, I'll, I'll either go nice shirt or something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, I'll just say nice shirt. I will always approach it in yeah. a regular human way. And yes. every time someone else will respond with, oh, yeah. No, that's <laughs> so cringe. That's so cringe. Slap into a Slim Jim, brother. Oh, I could not cringe harder if I tried. Bone My mom and I were talking is about ready. Oh, my old coworker used to say that all the time. I'd be like, are you ready for this meeting? And he'd go, Bonesa is ready. And I'd be like, I love that. Am I, is this really what my life has become? I'm going to start doing that with my meetings at work and see how many people <laughs> even understand the reference or think I'm just insane. Because I, I have discovered that yeah. I'm much younger than most people that I work with. Uh, I th- I'll try. I, I have a pretty good like rapport on quoting movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. betwixt my office but I think if I was to just go up to a random person from another department and do that they'd be like what just happened here yeah yeah probably <sighs> I think you should um, if you ever have to meet with HR and they ask are you ready you no, should go bone no. saw is ready <laughs> they'd be like fired immediately <laughs> fired um, so anyway that's Pet Cemetery. Ooh, one of my faves. It was it was good. I think the the sense of dread overall um, was very effective. Mm-hmm. Like the entire time, I just felt like, Ugh. good. I love that for you. Uh, which and that was the goal of I think eighty five percent of the movie, and it did it perfectly. And then yeah. the actual scary parts uh, were way too silly to be scary. Yeah, that's why I kind of thought this one would be okay for you. That's why I told you, like, you probably would... There's, like, one or two jump scares. Like, Zelda really got... Zelda is the scariest thing in the movie. Zelda's the scariest thing for sure. Um, Because she's got that uncanny valley sort of thing. Because you know, your brain knows it's not actually a woman playing her. It doesn't really look human. No, she looks like an alien. Yeah. And, like, she's just so bony and gross and, like, sallowy and... It's just, I told Gage, actually Gage and I discussed, because, you know, like, of course he came with me when the new one came out. We saw it together. Yeah. Not that he really cares. When we saw it the second time, we saw it in the theater with some people who were very vocal. So I can't wait to talk about that with you. Okay. Um, (laughs) But I think Zelda's even scarier in the second one, if I remember correctly. I was so angry when I came out of the theater for the new one that I didn't ever see it again. So that one I don't remember quite as much. Mm -hmm. But... This one, yeah, like I said, it's it's cheese fest. Um, it's camp. It's very eighties. Yes, yes, it very is very eighties. Um, but overall, you know, it's pretty good. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, it, it's good that they stayed so close to the story. You know, I'm yes. gonna say it. I think the bones of the actual book were really strong. And obviously, of course, I can't have everything that I want from the book in the movie because then the movie would be three hours long. Mm-hmm. But they held on to the parts that were really good and really strong. And for a story that's a, a zombie movie about a literal baby, they did mm-hmm. a pretty good job because I just love it. And I love my little Gage and my little church Funkos. They're my favorite. And I'm happy for you. Don't tell, my, some... don't tell my Riddlers. Anyway, you have trivia? I... I have some trivia. I'm ready. Um, according to the director, the hardest thing on set was to get the cat to eat the pork chop. That doesn't surprise me at all. Cats are so sassy. Absolutely. Did they only have one cat playing church? Because for so, the new yeah. one, they had like three. Um, and they, because like the, they sedated the cat who was playing church when he was dead. Um, not the like frozen church, but the um, when he was dead at the end, they sedated him and he made a full recovery. He's I was gonna say living cat. They're he's walking by a veterinarian. Um, well, he's probably not living now. It's been like what forty years. Okay, how thirty three? That's a long time. <laughs> um, but it was the, the pork chop. You try and get a cat to eat when you want it to. No, they never will. Um. The Gage was originally supposed to be played by twin boys. Classic. Nico Hughes was cast. I assume it would have been 
Dylan and Cole Sprouse eight <gasps> years before they were born. Yes. I love um, it. Who do you think was the first choice to play Lewis? I'll give you a hint. It's an actor who was in a kind of similar movie. John Boy? No. Not a Stephen King movie. A similar movie we've we've discussed? We have not discussed it. Tom Cruise is what my Bruce heart is Bruce Campbell saying. from The Evil mm-hmm. Dead. Oh, I've never seen Evil Dead. I haven't, I've seen clips of it. I think he would work. I've seen Bruce Campbell and other things. He's the ring announcer in the first Spider-Man. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. He introduces Bonesaw. is ready. Uh, Christina Ricci auditioned for Ellie. She's a little too spooky for Ellie. She is. She's got them scary eyes. She's like, Paxow. Pascow. <laughs> mother um, and wednesday adams george romero was originally supposed to direct the movie mm-hmm. he directed night of the living dead mm. uh, and a ton of other horror creep show um, he's a legendary horror director mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but production took too long so then mary lambert stepped in we love a woman director and Pet Cemetery 2, which we're not watching or discussing, despite my you're, you're withholding Edward Furlong from me. How Sorry. Doesn't uh, exist. Was originally supposed to be a direct follow-up and center on Ellie, but the studio didn't want a teenage girl as the main lead. That's such bullshit. More reason to boycott. Right. A movie from Before My Time. So that's all the trivia. Anna, would this movie be better or worse than the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas's Gage? There's no point. The movie's perfect as is. Don't touch it. Sorry, JTT. I'm going to have to say that it would be the same bordering on... Oh, I have one more piece of trivia. <gasps> I'm um, ready. Stephen King plays the person overseeing the funeral. Um, and Stephen King is six foot four. Shit, Really? Yeah, he's one inch shorter than um, Fred Gwynn. Okay, King, one damn. One inch shorter, right? I thought he was like 5'8". Uh, yeah, I thought he was just like, you know, average height dude. He is six foot four. Damn, son. Fuck. He's a starting shooting guard. I hope those fucking colonial-sized houses can fit a man that big. Right? He, he shouldn't be that tall. That shouldn't be allowed. Damn. That that was the biggest shock of the whole movie. That was the that is a thing. shock. I would have never guessed. Anyway, oh, th- this movie would be the same bordering on worse with Jimmy Stewart as Judd. Gage even said he's like, I bet Dan was happy because Fred Gwynn was giving Jimmy Stewart. Absolutely, he was absolutely. He was actually giving. He said that he based his performance on Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> Were there drugs involved? <laughs> Was that? I think this was after his cocaine days. I think it was. I just, you know, I'm a terrible person, so. Yes. Well, on comment. a scale, uh, on, a, on a scale of one to five, top hat wearing boys. What do you give it? Five. Okay. Remember last week when I said I couldn't read a movie on vibes alone? <laughs> You're rating it entirely on vibes. Yeah. Fuck what I said last week. <laughs> I'm a new woman this week. Um, I gave it I, six. I, Okay, sure. Break the scale for Pet Cemetery. Absolutely. Somebody asked me what my favorite Halloween movie was today, and I said, boy, oh boy, do I have a hot take for you. <laughs> um, I, I give it a, a three out of five. Pretty good. That's, That's pretty good. Disrespectful. That's better than average. It's pretty good. That's a I don't C. know. I don't, I don't vibe with these sort of things. Like, That's fair. If it was Twitches, right? you probably would have got a five. If those twitches too, it would have gotten a six. <gasps> the better twitches. I'm waiting for twitches twee. No. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's it for this week's episode of In Conclusion. Next week, we're doing the same ass movie. Hell yeah, except it's not the same ass movie, Dan. It's actually completely different. Yeah, we're, we're, next week we're doing Pet Cemetery from 2019. Which Ooh. I didn't know existed until Anna told me about it last week. Yeah, Dan, prepare to be angry like I was. I can't wait. It's a lot more stereotypical horror movie, 
I'll put it that way. Why do you do this to me? I'm going to be watching it on a plane at night. Oh, damn. Well, zombies can't get you on a plane, right? Unless they're already on there. You're right. And I've already loaded the plane with zombies. <laughs> I've had it with these motherfucking zombies. On this, on this mother- motherfucking plane. I've had it with these monkey fighting zombies on this Monday to Friday plane. Excuse me? Is that oh, the, the censored? TV edit? Yeah. It's great. I've uh, never seen that movie. I haven't either. I've oh. just seen a lot of clips and listened to the song Snakes on a Plane by Cobra Starship. Hell yes, that song was my life in high school. Uh, well, next week, as I said, it's Pet Cemetery from 2019. Mm. If you want to find us on social media, we're on Facebook and Twitter at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash in conclusion. I'm on Twitter at Dan O'Keefe 86 and on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe where I've been posting way too much. I've been enjoying your content, Dan. Thank I've you. I've seen it. Thank you. I only make good content. Well. If I'm not enjoying it, I'm not posting it. I still like that one where you were a boxer. That's my favorite one. <laughs> Check out my TikTok to see what Anna's talking about. Anna, where could they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Prime 818 or you can find me on Twitter at Autobots Rollout, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll and O and roll and O and out R. Anna's going to sleep. God, then yawn went entirely into the microphone. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed. (laughs) I'm so tired. Today was long. Well, you have a whole week. No. Until next. I thought it was Wednesday when I was. Yeah, it it is Tuesday. Boo. Uh, We'll be back next week with Pet Cemetery 2. Or as Anna would say, Pet Cemetery. Boo. It's not Pet Cemetery 2. It's Pet Cemetery 2019. I don't You're know what right. I'm talking about. 2019. Don't watch Pet Cemetery 2. Anna will come to your house and punch you. Amen. I will tell you all the reasons why you've made a mistake and you've dishonored my house. And Gage and I are coming for you, Rachel. In the meantime, stay safe, have fun, and lock your doors. Bye-bye. She's already in your house, but whatever. Bye. Oh, on wait, you door. mean me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You. Okay. <laughs> Oops. Bye. <laughs>